Um, you've been not feeling well, um, so you got tested. So how long did they say it was going to take for the results to get back? Um, it depends. It's about four to six days, but some people said it's taken 14 to 22 days to get their test results back. Yikes. It's crazy. And I don't know if anyone knows how you get tested, but it's like they stick a big old swab like up your nose, down to the back of your throat, and like <laughs> you, and then they pull it out. So it's very uncomfortable and not fun. But... Um, Yikes. Were there a lot of people being tested or they basically try to stagger all the... So I was really shocked when I went because it was a two, two and a half hour wait in your car driving through this little maze and all these checkpoints and you go through person after person until you finally get to the last tent where they actually test you. So you actually went to a drive up testing um, location for COVID? Okay. So you go, you sign up online, you find like the testing spots near your house and you sign Mm -hmm. up and then they give you a number. And uh, the first thing you meet is like the police and they're like, do you have a number? Do you have an actual appointment? And then you make it through them. And then, you know, you get through the maze a little bit and then they actually have all the names on a list. And if your name isn't on the list, they send you out and they also check you for symptoms there. So like check your fever and and you're breathing and all that stuff. And if you don't meet those, then they tend to send you out of the line. And then if you've met everything, then they finally send you to the last tent where they actually swab you and test you and give you your numbers to check, uh, you know, check the results. So yeah, quarantine for another two weeks. So my, my house pets are going to drive me crazy. My housemates. And how many cats do you have? I have two <laughs> and they do not leave me alone. Every time I'm around, I mean, they even follow me into the bathroom and like sit on my lap. And I'm like, guys, I'm trying to go to the bathroom. Like, <laughs> I sleep. They're right there crawling on top of me. When I'm eating now, they sit in my lap. I'm like, guys, guys, I need a break. Well, I know some people are sick of their family members or their roommates. Um, are you sick of the people that you're around so far? That's what we're going to be talking about um, in the next uh, 20 minutes more that we have here on IG Live. Um, Katie, thanks for joining us. I know yeah. you're not feeling great, so we're going to let you go get some rest, and then we're going to bring in Steve. So thanks. Bye, everybody. Have fun. Thank you. <laughs> we are welcoming Steve. Hey, um, Lisa. You know, this is kind of a, a crazy, you know, time. Um, you you know, we were, we decided that we would, we, we all kind of needed to be in therapy a little bit because we've been trapped in the same house, like with the same people. And I think nerves start to like fray. Um, you know, I'm here with like two other people and, uh, we don't live in a really big place. We only live in like a two bedroom place. And so we thought it would be a good, um, opportunity for you know us and and everyone who's joining us to kind of let's talk about the things that you guys are doing to kind of help with trying to create your own space or like when you get sick of people or start to get some conflict going on what are some healthy helpful things we can do to like keep the peace and keep the sanity (laughs) and i'm fortunate because i'm in a house by myself (laughs) although sometimes i'm driving myself nuts because it's like, go away, you know, give me some of my own space. But seriously, what are some of the things that you guys are doing? You found um, you're with your parents 24-7, and, you know, what do you do? How, how do you get away from that? How do you get find your space in the midst of no space, maybe? Uh, yeah. You know, do you feel like, like your parents are, are, you know, coming down on you uh, about too much, or is it, I mean, what's going on? Or what about a roommate? 
Yeah. So, you know, here's a chance for you guys to vent a little bit. Like, what are some things that your, you know, co-inhabitants, whether it's a family member or it's a roommate, what are some things that are starting to drive you crazy because you've been in the same space for the last, like, three, four weeks? Um, I know that I have a friend who lives with two other guys, and he is saying that they actually do a, like, nightly movie night, like, where they all just come together and, like, watch a movie just to kind of hang out, but in a, you know, obviously they're not talking to each other, but, like, they're, like, it's a a relaxing, so nobody's bothering each other, right? As long as they can agree on a movie, right? Like, they choose some, yeah, I guess they take turns choosing movies, and they all kind of hang out and watch a movie together, and then they go back and do their own thing, so they kind of, you know, like respect each other's space using kind of those rules, but they also have a time where they kind of come together doing a common activity so that there's a little bit of balance. So I thought that was, that was good. That was a good idea. idea. And, and actually karaoke could be done by multiple people. You know, if, I mean, if you're in the same house together, you could share that or Wii games, um, you know, bowling, or I mean, there's there's a lot of things you could do like that. But again, that's coming together rather than trying to find your own space. Yeah, so find uh, our space. Yeah. What's really interesting is, you know, we're all at home, but some of us are like working. Some of us have school. And so it's like we're still doing things, but at different schedules. And sometimes that can conflict even like times you eat, like you're in the kitchen at the same time, all of a sudden it gets really crowded or, you know, um, or, you know, if you want to try to sync up times like where you're eating dinner at the same time, like you, you almost need to like sit down and have a conversation with your housemates about like what their schedules are, which is kind of weird, but you know, almost like a house meeting um, because, you know, before maybe you just texted each other or whatever, but like you're at home, you kind of forget like, you know what, it'd be, it'd be good courtesy like like i had to tell my housemates like hey i'm on with you talk right now <laughs> so um, well, and, you know what about the people that are you know I, I i'm a night person i'm not really big on getting up early in the morning others um are are morning people so that i like what you're saying as far as scheduling things um i think that helps you divide up space and makes it more sane uh, <laughs> really because if, if somebody said you know, if you're opposite of an opposite poles like that, that can make it tough, you know. And I think the idea here is we've got to work hard to um, make it work, you know. I, we keep hearing, you know, we're all in this together, and which we are. And some yeah. of us really in this together inside the same house, apartment, condo, whatever it happens to be. So I like the schedule idea. What else? I think another good thing is to actually get outside the house because, you know, even though we can't congregate, like, at parks or restaurants anymore. Um, you know, most people can still walk around the neighborhood or in our case, like some people have backyards or front yards. Like we, we have some courtyard area or just even walking down to the, you know, the front of our, our building. It can just give you a nice breather to get away from people um, and just have a little bit of alone time. Even if you have to find a corner, you know, outside your like parking garage or something. Yeah. I mean, I'm fortunate. I live right at the base of the mountains and there's several horse trails so I've been trying to get out as regular as I can to jog, and it's it just it's great because it clears my mind. And again, I'm fortunate because I'm not dealing with with you know housemates. Not, not that I don't like housemates at all, but it's just the way it is at the moment. So uh, be, get outside; it's okay, and wear the mask. Um, I gotta you know I'm I'm trying to do my part. I'm wearing a mask now when I I jog and. It's kind of frustrating because if you cover your nose like you're supposed to, then it fogs up your sunglasses. Yeah, and it's hard to breathe, you know. Yeah, it is. But, you know, if you're scheduling uh, a time of silence, 
just quiet for every day, you know, at between 12 and 1230. We're going to have kind of this silent time and uh, just just to give everybody a breather. Um, right. You know, I think it can be uh, I think it can be healthy. I like that idea. I think with one of my housemates, we might need to institute a quiet time for her because <laughs> she is constantly talking. And I, this is coming from me, from who say, you all know, yeah, loves to talk. From, from the talk master, you know. I make my living doing a lot of talking. And um, one of my housemates just will not stop talking. And so some quiet time for her to meditate and to... Yeah. Like spend some time in quiet silence is a great idea. (laughs) I mean, that could be done with a book, you know, just 30 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever, of just silence and no input and just taking a deep breath, you know, and meditating and, and just chilling for those few minutes. Yeah, I've been tempted to just like get in my car and drive. I mean, I know I hear mixed feel like mixed things from people. I think in our city, it's okay. Like, they're not pulling people over just for like randomly, you know, driving. But I think if you could do like a quick, you know, go to the the grocery store, maybe don't even get out, (laughs) just come back. (laughs) But that's also kind of a break. Um, Right. Maybe depending upon who your housemates are, you can switch that off. Maybe, you know, you have to go twice a week, and maybe one one housemate goes this time, the other housemate goes that time. But just finding those ways, it's funny because we're—I was going to say—to get alone because we're not used to being alone. I mean, I know we're connected a lot because of social media and technology and our phones and our tablets and all that, and yet we're still lonely. Um, but it's—it's—it's not—I'm not talking about being making yourself lonely. We're talking about right. just, just taking a break, really. Um, yeah. Just some kind of a break. Uh, now, I'm not sure what happened, but we were going to have a special guest tonight. I Dr. think he's on right now. So I'm going to hop off, but we are going to bring in Dr. Josh. He's here. Hello there. Hello, my friend. How are y'all? Are you staying sane? Uh, more or less. It's been very busy uh, from a work perspective, too. The oh. boys have been challenging, too. So speaking of housemates, having a four and a seven-year-old, and with rain for the last week being cooped up all the more. So, yes, we talked last week about the bounce house. They did that for a few hours yesterday, and it helped. Oh, that's good. Did uh, I got to ask, did you do it for a few hours yesterday? No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I, I had my, my noise-canceling headphones in to try and block out some of the noise because I was working on some uh, big work documents and such. But, but that's actually something that can be useful. The benefits of technology, actually, as people were talking about, is noise is something that bothers me a lot. Uh, And and noise cancellation, you can still hear it, but it brings it to more of a tolerable level, I find. So being able to... When you say noise bothers you, you're not talking about, you're not referring to, like, drums, because that's come up. Never. Never. (laughs) <laughs> random thought, random question. But, no, really, that, that is another way to create space because right. uh, depending upon, you know, your housing situation, there may not be a room. You know, I like that idea of, okay, I have the, this is my room and, you know, you're persona non gratis in this room and this is my space, so don't come in. But if you don't have that space, you know, you can't do it. So the noise canceling, uh, you know, earbuds or whatever, that's a great way to escape because – uh, if there is a noise factor, even trying to read a book is not going to be an escape. Right, right. And really, aren't we talking about, to a degree now, mental and emotional health during this time? Absolutely. I mean, you're stuck, you're stuck in your house. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, and you can go out if it's not raining, you can go out for a limited time. Right. But what? How else can we create space where there really isn't any space? Yeah. Well, I like a lot of the things that have been discussed so far. And in many ways, I would go back to almost our basic relationship dynamics where communication is really key. Mm -hmm. Larissa was kind of talking about that a bit. But being clear about what I'm doing right now, telling my wife, my boys, all right, I have a phone call I have to be on, or I'm working on this document, I'm putting in my (laughs) headphones, I'm putting on noise cancellation so I can't hear you. If you need something, please come in. This is the time you can. This is the time you can't. Here's why. Even if it's just, I need a little bit of alone time. I love you. And I need this, this time alone. Everybody is a little bit different. Some people like more time together. Some people want less time together. Yeah. Both are okay. And being able to be clear in that communication about what you appreciate and what you need, making it about us rather than making it about the other person of your drums are driving me nuts. Saying, I need quiet time to be able to recenter, to be able to work on X, Y, Z, et cetera. Is there a way that we can make this work together and meeting both needs? That will probably be more successful. So standing into the middle of the room, putting your, cupping your hands over your ears and going, la, 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 that, that's not going to solve anything. It, it, it uh, makes it clear that you're probably annoyed, but... You know, and, and then we go back to, and it's something Steve, you and I have talked about a few times, is in the midst of this, what are our long-term goals? Right now, we're short-term surviving, right? We are, we're really in survival mode. And again, it's not just about us. We're doing this to help other people live. We may be less at risk, but others may not be. Do I want to destroy a relationship with my housemates in this process? So it's are- probably pretty easy to do. It, it very, very easy. Yeah. And, and, of course, I, I think of what is commonly called the golden rule of treating others yeah. the way you want to be treated. And sure. instead of self-entitlement, which is, is often thrown around today, this is not the time to, to be pushing self-entitlement. This is the time to say, yes, hey, you know what? I wouldn't want to experience this, so I think I'm going to help. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to turn this around. I'm going to spin this That's right. And That's right. Are, we, are we talking about... Instead of, you know, the physical distancing that we hear, social distancing, in this case, in with housemates, are we talking about emotional distancing? It could be. It could be. And, you know, and, and in psychology, we have different ideas talking about relationships. On one extreme is what we kind of call enmeshment, where there's relationships that are so tight between people that you can't really tell the difference. <laughs> and almost... Yeah metaphorically, where I stop and where you begin kind of thing. But if you think of it from an identity perspective, and there's times when being so close to somebody is wonderful, but we also have to have our own identities. There's there's another extreme where I am so cut off from everybody that I don't have any social support. What we try to find is somewhere in the middle, and, and it's a spectrum and a range, and different relationships are needed more or less. In, well, and you're in, talking in many ways. again about short-term surviving, which That's right. um, I know Larissa has said that it's a great point, which it really is. It, it's what can I do now to survive now? Uh, right. We don't know what the new normal is going to be, when there will be a new normal. But right. we're talking, what can I short-term right now? Let's treat people the way we want to be treated. As you said, some may need a little more closeness where others need a little more distance emotionally because physically right. it's awfully hard to be 
that totally away from somebody um, right. in in your home. Yes. And, and and I think that that's really the opportunity for conflict to happen is oh. if one person wants a lot of closeness and another one doesn't, that's where the problems are really going to happen. If everybody wants space apart or if everybody wants space together, you're probably not going to have a problem, right? So it right. goes back to communicating and probably recognize for the other one. If you're the person who wants closeness and the other person wants some time apart, being able to observe that and say, I know you need time apart. I also... I thrive on being very close. What are the ways we can make this work for, for best of us? What are the times that I can be together with you? That comes across differently than get away from me. Yeah, yeah. No, right? and, and, but, and the other side works too, similarly. And yeah. then what demands, I, I, I think something is demanded there, and that is speak up. That's Don't right. get to the point where, you, you know, you want to strangle your little brother or sister or, you know. Don't hide it and everything up. Yeah. I, I look at all these sitcoms and different things where yeah. people yeah, about relationships. My wife and I talk about this all the time. It drives me nuts because it's like, if they had just talked to each other, this wouldn't be there. And she's like, there'd be no storyline then. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And, and Don't do that. Right it's that, that thing of somebody's got to take the first step. You know, you, you got to be willing to say, almost say, hey, time out now. Before I, you know, yell and scream at you, you need to know this about me. Yep. Yep. And that also demands vulnerability. That, Being absolutely. willing to say, uh, you know, there could be the case, too, where you're in a really difficult situation. And, Dr. Josh, what do we do with that? You can't move out. You know, again, we're talking short term. You know, maybe right. when this is all over, you can move out. But right now, right here, right. short term, I got to find, find a way to survive. Yeah. You know, it, I think it's really important to acknowledge that what we are talking about right now are situations where it may be uncomfortable. It may not be a good fit for people. And under those circumstances, I think putting on that hat of how do I survive for the next 30, 60 days with this annoying person? Oh yeah. I, it is important to recognize that difficult situation can get to levels of domestic abuse, dependent adult abuse, child abuse, etc. You, That is not acceptable. And there are, you know, it's, I think it's really important to acknowledge there are hotlines out there, there are text lines, and there are ways still to be able to get out. It is not acceptable for those kinds of things to happen, even under these circumstances, because it, that's not survival either. So no, it's really, really important to caveat that. And Katie has put up a question that, you know, if you're living with an abuser, yeah. how do you handle that in quarantine? <sighs> I mean, as you said, you can you can yep. dial that number, you can go online, yep. but, but what else can you do? Because if it's verbal abuse or physical abuse, it's still abuse. It uh, is. Depending upon who this roommate is, this housemate, I should say, doing this. Dr. Josh, what do we do? There are not necessarily easy answers. Some of us may have family and friends that we could move in with. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't, and that's part of the challenge. And I mean, th this is a bigger concern for a lot of us. I think of one of the unintended consequences of this physical distancing and quarantining is even if, you, if abuse didn't happen before, maybe it is now because of all the things we're talking about. Right? Yeah, our nerves get on. Usually come up now. There are fine and lines. You, you I, can't escape here either. I mean, because in this situation, at least kind of the way I'm understanding it, being quarantined in a sense, you know, and being isolated, you can't just jump on the car, drive across town and go to your grandparents or your aunt and uncle's house because that's a different family situation, living situation. And I mean, it's weird how this virus can right. transfer to other people. And 
so you know it, it really There's is risks in, in all this I, I, absolutely and every situation is unique i mean i i don't think anybody would say under these circumstances that that would be a violation of quarantine right you know right. It, it would be in a traditional sense but that's acceptable i would really encourage people to do in whatever way you're comfortable with I, there's probably been chat versions but texting calling a hotline and asking for some advice those are folks who are professionals too in helping people get out of abuse situations and maybe it's you're trying to figure out if you need to get out of that sure uh, you know and legitimately you you yeah. maybe you don't know what you're saying is right. go find that person text email yep. You know, go on and go to a website, but do something. That's no question. Don't, There's no right. Well, uh, and, and what we'll try to do is put, um, we do a little blog post after uh, each show. And so we'll put some, some resource numbers there. Dr. Josh, maybe you can suggest some where, um, I mean, here's a, here's a toll for, you know, that, 888 number, whatever it is, here's a text number, here's, you know, there's professional people sitting there waiting to talk to you because that can kind of be a reassuring escape as well as encouragement, as Absolutely. well as here's some practical things you can do in this situation. That's right, to stay safe. And emotional safety is just as critical as physical safety. Thank so you. we need to keep that in mind. And again, I'd encourage, even if it's a question mark of, is this an inappropriate situation? Text somebody and ask. Yeah, you can have a conversation. Maybe you don't need to move out. Maybe it's okay. Maybe you can have skills to build a positive relationship. That's possible in some situations, sure. no, not in all. But you don't have to reach out just because it's, I know I have to leave right now. Most people aren't in that situation. No. And that's and, not it's, reality. It's, it's anonymous. That's right. Um, and, and you're right. I don't think most people do have to, to move out immediately. Um, before we kind of lose track of our time here, we were thinking, uh, Katie, and the reason I had chatted on the phone and said, what about putting positive spin on this? Somebody is treating you, this can't happen with an abuser, I understand right. that. Right. But somebody's treating you mean, one of your housemates. And of course, we have at Utah the, the hashtag goodbye to mean campaign that, that we are slowly unpacking. But what about keeping that idea in mind, hashtag goodbye to mean, and instead of payback mean with mean, do something nice for that housemate, even if, you know, you might have to resuscitate them because they have just passed out on the floor, you know, uh, but what about that? How, how, do you think that's something that could be practically put in? I, I think it can because, again, especially chances are we have liked our housemates at some point in time, right? And we probably want to retain and maintain good relationships long-term. Being it, we are all under a lot of stress right now. Yes, and very much so. That can lead to meanness in many forms. Yes. So finding a kernel of compassion, of empathy for a person, if I'm stressed out, if I'm really, we're all experiencing a, a form of trauma, really. Yes. Inappropriate behavior can be, for lack of a better word, symptoms of those kinds of things. If I can go and look, even under the best of circumstances, you've had a really long day, you haven't been sleeping well, you haven't been eating well, and you're grumpy. That's what all of us are going through. So if I can view somebody as like, okay, that may be what's going on. It doesn't mean that it's appropriate necessarily, but if I can go in with that empathy perspective Ooh. and tap Ooh. into, wow, you're really stressed right now. Wow, yeah. you know, the noise is, is really bad, you know, and, and I, I can see that that may have upset you. 
even if the screaming's not okay, you know, go in there, think about relationship. The key is I want to build good relationships with you. What will do that? Yelling back at another person rarely does that. Right. Right. Not right. that we want to do that. Um, but. So here's our challenge, I guess, for, for today. If you find yourself in a situation where there's a lot of meanness happening and you're going, you decided, I'm going to turn this around. I'm going to do something nice. I'm going to do something kind to this person. Let us know. Let us know what you did. I mean, I don't know if you could film it. That, that, I mean, it's certainly a possibility. Send us uh, that video. Uh, maybe take a picture. Maybe not. Uh, maybe you just text us, and you can text us, uh, text the word "you talk" to four one one two four seven, and tell us what you did, and we'll we'll uh, put that out there. You could send us, uh, you know, a note on social at "you talk radio," or uh, go to the website, send an email, utalkradio.com. So, because I, I would like to, I don't know about you, I'd like to hear what somebody comes up with. I mean, there's some creative alternatives there. And, and it gives other people ideas. And I'd love to know how it works. Too. Yeah, exactly. Different things working. Different things. You know what you're saying? It just reminds me, we were re-watching the Lego Movie 2 with the boys. And for those who haven't seen it, I don't want to give away the ending. But it actually fits very nicely really? with this. Of this idea of people being mean, but often out of hurt. And how an offering of something kind can lead to so many more beautiful things. And I think that that's, the, that's the goal here. That's the opportunity. Yeah, no, I, I'm, and, and by the way, I forgot to mention, tag us, okay, and use the hashtag, hashtag goodbye to mean when you put something up, because we really do want to know, and, and you've motivated me a little bit more to go see that movie, because thank you for not spoiling it, but I, you know, isn't it interesting how we can find things like this, you know, movies, um, cartoons, sometimes songs, whatever, where there's something positive, it kind of put something in our mind about something we can do to make a difference. And of course, we're all at Utah about making a difference. And in this case, when there's so much meanness happening, and, and maybe not on purpose, but when you're cramped up in, in a small situation, you know, it, it's, it's easy it's bound to happen. It's, it's easy to happen. Yep. So a couple more things, Dr. Josh, that you might suggest for our emotional health during this time. I would say also having compassion for ourselves. Because uh-huh. exactly what you're just saying, we're all cooped up. Yeah. Probably, you know, I, I, I apologize to the boys just a little bit before we came on here because I was like, all right, I'm sorry I yelled. This is not okay because <laughs> it was so much. My, my wife and I were trying to talk about something. They were asking about, guess what, food again for the 50 zillion <laughs> time today. I'm like, I can't listen. <laughs> Being able to sit back down and go, okay. Apologies can be actually great ways to mend relationships. And especially if anybody oh. is a parent and has kids modeling that, you know what, we all screw up in reality and I can apologize and here's how to do it. But then having a, a bit of compassion, like, okay, so I screwed up. I can see why. And that leads us to a path forward because we are going to be far more on edge than many circumstances are. And we got to give ourselves breathing room. Absolutely. Give ourselves some grace. I mean, I guess I could apologize to myself because I find myself talking to myself, you know, in the house going, Steve, that was really dumb. Oh, I'm sorry, Steve. (laughs) But of course, that's not what you're talking about. Hey, we need to wrap things up. But as always, we hope that those of you that have been with us uh, have been encouraged. You found something that is helpful. And reach out to us again. Text us. Text the word Utah to 411247. 
social media at Utah Radio, website utahradio.com, and tell us what's working. Tell us what's not working. Maybe we can come up with some ideas for you. We're going to put some resources that Dr. Josh has been talking about on our website that will help you if you feel like you need to talk to somebody. And Dr. Josh, as always, you're not with us all the time. You're with us in your in our hearts all the time because we love having you. But we're grateful that you take time out of your schedule, you know, because I know you're busy, even though you can't travel for your job right now, you're still busy. So thank you. And thanks for the expertise, um, compassion, empathy. I mean, we're grateful. So uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for being with us. This is Utalk Radio. 